This is your girl, Cherie Darian, and I want to remind you that the viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff, and you're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. So without further ado... Let's see if our great, great guest has joined us. Dr. Anna McCoy, are you on the line? I am on the line. Hello, Cherie. You're loved and appreciated. Oh, my word. You are, too. I am so, so, so happy, so excited to share you with my world here in Savannah, Georgia. We have some very, very loyal listeners. Anna, Dr. McCoy Levenly, you know that. And they have just voted us as the best radio and best talk show radio in Savannah, Georgia. We just celebrated through Connect Savannah. We bring the best on. And so I say that lovingly to you. Thank you for joining us today and letting the world know that Anna McCoy is here. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. And congratulations. That's a wonderful, wonderful recognition. And uh, I'm super proud of you, girl. Oh, you know, we, you know how we do. We have a lot of fun, right? In spite of, we have a lot of fun. Yes. And in fact, I'll tell you on my Facebook post, um, I shared with our audience earlier this morning about you. And one thing, I want to read your bio in just a minute. Very, very humbly. I'm so proud of you as my sister. But before I list all your amazing credentials, I said that most of all, that you are a ball of fun. So I just want our audience to get ready, put on your seatbelts if you're in the car, because you're about to have a blast. (laughs) And that when you enter a room, and I said this affectionately, you instantly illuminate the environment, like you change, there is an instant shift. When you show up, it brings a smile to my face. You're so fun. You're such a ball of energy and excitement and love and joy. Every time, every room I've been in with you, it doesn't matter. And we've been like on the other side of the world, literally, right? And I'm about to go again. So, oh my God. But everywhere you go, you're the same and you light up a room. And so for that, I just wanted to take a moment to love on you. Thank you so much. And, you know, you know, I'm capable of taking over the whole show. I know. I, I know. Tell. That's listen. I'm going to give you. I'm going to. Pa- amazing you are. <laughs> I'm going to pass you know the ball. <laughs> I am going to pass the ball in just one moment. But let me okay. do a little bit of justice and just let these people know the incredible gift that I feel like I am so privileged and honored to be able to offer to the world. So here you go, Savannah. Dr. Anna McCoy is a senior business strategist and former CEO of the EBW Foundation. Dr. McCoy is a principal and chief strategy and global officer of Urban America, a private real estate equity and development firm, which was founded in 1998. Her 25-year unique background brings a multitude of different operating experiences. She is both a creative thinker and an influential collaborator. And I stress that she facilitates Urban America's new market tax credit program and its women empowerment initiatives. 
The new market tax credits was designed to increase the flow of capital to businesses, that's my heart, and low-income communities by providing a modest tax incentive to private investors. Urban America is a certified CDE as a community development enterprise and has received over 266 million new market tax credit allocations since 2006 and has deployed over $800 million in low and moderate communities over the past 18 years through its real estate investments and master plan developments. Dr. McCoy is a published author of not one, not two, but three books, one entitled Walk Powerful at Zero. Number two, Woman, Act Now, and Building Generational Wealth. In 2006, this lovely vessel received the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award for Volunteer Service from our very own former president, Barack Obama. This girl is the bomb.com. <laughs> and my, my granddaughter just said that to me this morning, the bomb.com. You oh, are beautiful. Miss McCoy is the recipient of the Women of Excellence Award from Epitome Magazine. And I would also add that she just received the exceptional Women of Excellence Award in New Delhi, India from Women Economic Forum. She was also awarded the Honorary Doctor of Divinity degree from St. Thomas College. She was, one last thing, appointed ambassador at large by W-O-L-M-I. What does that stand for, Anna? That's Word of Life Ministry. Okay, fabulous. So without further ado, I told y'all to roll up your sleeves. I want you to know today's topic is Dr. Anna McCoy. (laughs) It is. That is our topic for today. And with this laundry list of credentials, what in the world are you doing right now? (laughs) Well, you know what? Thank you so much. Thank you, Cherie, for inviting me and sharing your platform with me. I am, you know, I've recently finished a season with Empowering a Billion Women as the philanthropic CEO of this organization for over the last two years. And really traveled uh, to about 20 countries and 20 to 30 cities across America uh, sharing that message, which is very similar and was certainly in alignment with the message that I continue to carry, and that is the need to bring education, bring inspiration, and bring relationships to women across America and the world. And we did that through entrepreneurship, teaching on entrepreneurship, teaching on finances. And it was so in my vein to align with the founder of EBW, uh, Ingrid Vandervelt, and love the work she continues to do in the team that are continuing to move that forward to continue to create that platform, a financial platform for women who are in business and really to help one million women get over the million dollar mark as well as empower a billion women in the world through the services, through the platform, through scaling their businesses and uh, growing those businesses. So I've had an incredible last two years. And just recently, I have transitioned into really the CEO of a company that I started really prior to coming to EBW, which was Anna McCoy Ventures. And 
you know, for those who are listening today, I just want to encourage you. I am one of those women. I've had such great success in my life. I was married for 18 years. I was coming out of a divorce, and I had to figure out what do I do now? How do I start over? And I'm so grateful to our family at EBW who really helped me, and Ingrid personally, who really helped me to, I think, mature Mm -hmm. as a single person again. And also really helped me to recover. I would have to say totally recover and build my confidence again to go out and really do what I was born to do. And I am so grateful and I give her kudos for that and a shout out to Ingrid Vandevelt for walking alongside of me as well as our entire team at EBW to help me to grow and really heal out of that situation. So Mm -hmm. now what I am doing is Anna McCoy Global Ventures, which I started right at the same time that I came to EBW, and that was to invest in other women-led, women-owned businesses. And so during the last few years, I've invested in about four different businesses, technology and real estate. I invested in a business, my first foreign investment mm-hmm. in a women-led business in Barcelona, mm-hmm. which is a education, health, wellness company to service people in that specific area that's member-based and member-driven, but has some medical services that go along with the spiritual and intellectual training and education to have those individuals be really empowered to hold 360 in their health and their wellness as well. Uh, So I have been really alongside of my journey. Of course, we've met so many great entrepreneurs like yourself. I met you actually through EBW as well Mm -hmm. in creating all of these amazing relationships where we have had the opportunity to travel globally, to meet women globally. And our most recent trip that I had the honor to be with you and for all of those that are listening, this is my this is my time to let Cherie shine, because I'm telling y'all, y'all know my country just came out. It always comes out when you get super excited. And I want to just pause for a minute and just honor you, Cherie. And some of you may not, like I had not seen this woman in action. But when I tell you on that international stage, this woman is a diplomat. And when I say that, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Her ability to communicate, to not only not only communicate, but to bridge. You to me, you were like this bridge, Cherie. Every time you yeah. got up to speak, you honored people there. You were actually you. It, it sounded like you did the work to know the audience you were talking about. Then you had this amazing ability to extend yourself to be available to this mm. audience. And um, I just want to tell you, from from sitting with the ambassadors to speaking at the conference and just watching you maneuver, I am so very proud of you. Oh, thank and you. And I know that your stage is going to get bigger and bigger. And uh, whatever I can do to help you to do that and to continue to walk alongside of you in those global environments, you are a rock star. And I'm telling you, when you get in that space, Something comes over you Uh that is so magnificent that you're going to represent this country in such a beautiful way to help to bridge these gaps across nations. And I encourage you every opportunity you get to go for it. So if anybody's listening today, you have people in other nations. This woman is capable. 
She is beautiful. She has a heart for nations and for entrepreneurs. And I just bless you with that today. And I receive it. Because I'm so I proud do. of you, girl. Thank you. Just so I, proud oh, my you, God. I do receive that. In fact, I just take a moment and just inhale it in. I, yeah. y- you know, it's amazing. We as women, we, we pour into everybody else. And so I'm just in a position now to posture myself to receive, to receive, mm-hmm. to keep my cup full. And, and now I embrace quickly those words of wisdom. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I sit at your guys' feet. More than anything, I felt like I was just a sponge when we were in, in India because I was a, mm-hmm. surrounded with so much greatness. And I'm always going to be that way. But when given the opportunity, mm-hmm. if I take the mic, I'm coming. <laughs> oh, my girl. You coming 100. Yeah. Me? Yeah. And I'm not going to uh, snatch the mic away from anybody else. But when given the opportunity, yes. you know, it will be genuine. It will be authentic. It will be very, very transparent. And I will be coming straight from the gut and straight from the heart. Uh, it will wow. be truth. It will yes, definitely it will. be truth. I am just here to confirm. Oh, to well, confirm God bless you. And to confirm for you that you deserve to be bridging, bridging gaps. You wow. deserve it. Do you know when You're I, ready for it. When I actually campaigned, it's amazing that you said just that statement. But when I campaigned, that was my platform to bridge the gap. Mm. It really was mm-hmm. here. Well, in South Carolina, of course, we're on the radio here in uh, we're in the low country, of course, but Savannah. But in South Carolina, that was my platform to bridge the gap. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's all right. Go for it again. That's yep. all I have to say. Just go for it again. That's you know, amazing. Sometimes you just, you're learning and then just mm-hmm. go for it again. Mm-hmm. That's right. Second chances. That's my mantra. You got it. It's never too late for a second chance. It's anything after one. So do it again. So we're listening to Dr. Anna McCoy on the Courageous Conversations with Cherie show here on WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. So Dr. Anna, as you were just stating that, and we were talking and sharing a bit about uh, traveling abroad and the people that you come in contact with, the impact you're able to make, what has been your biggest eye-opener while traveling abroad. Now, granted, I was this little girl, country girl from, you know, deep south, had a crazy opportunity after raising four beautiful children at a very early age, getting, you know, married. And you're talking about all that. I'm presently going through uh, a divorce myself. But Mm -hmm. to be in that space and to have done all that you have, like me, being here not nowhere in comparison to what you're doing. And I think comparison is sometimes unhealthy too, but yes. just my own journey for what it was. And now having the opportunity to travel abroad, I never saw this coming. Oh and my God. It was totally like, Oh my God, I was just trying to help my little tiny community. Right. Yes. But yes. now I'm set. I find my feet <laughs> in another country and not yes. just there, but on a massive stage, massive. Yes stage it's crazy but what was your biggest eye-opener now that you've been traveling from Mm -hmm. taking this opportunity to serve not just from your expertise and experience but from your heart and your passions well it's so beautiful thank you I actually started traveling internationally 10 years ago 
starting in Jamaica. I went to the Blue Mountains of Jamaica, and I was living the American dream. You know, I was married. I lived in a mansion. Mm -hmm. I had everything that I could imagine, right? Right. Um, And, well, maybe mine was a little Mac mansion. It was about 9,000 square feet in total. There's no Mac in that. (laughs) (laughs) Just Just to... To give people a perception so that they understand there are three or four cars in the in the garage. Yes. You know, you travel all over the place. And actually, I, I was working with our company, but I was working from home. I was taking care of all of my family members. I was taking care of my in-laws. You know, in my energy, the energy I had, I was empowering women in the sense of I had coached over 800 women internationally really from behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And um, then I had this opportunity, and I felt like there was so much more to do. Um, and I went to on this mission trip to Jamaica mm-hmm. in 2009 that literally changed my life and changed my perception about everything. I am not kidding you. Mm-hmm. So in 2009, the one word I walked away from that 10-day trip of training these little kids young people, feeding them and watching this small community up in the hills of Jamaica, not in your tourist place. We had to go on up there, you know I what I'm saying? You. Yeah. I started a chicken farm with four women in that community that lasted about a year, but that that was born out of wanting to do more, right? Mm-hmm. And the one word I walked away from that experience was simplify. Mm. Simplify. And so when I got back home, I began to speak about You know, I need to simplify. And I looked around there. I had all this stuff. I had so much freaking stuff. It was just stuff. It was cars. It was clothes. It was stuff in the house. It was everything had to be kind of perfect in a way, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, I've got to simplify. So I just started, you know, speaking that, you know, we need to downsize. We need to, I think this is, I could do more in the world if I didn't have all of this to pay for Mm -hmm. you know it's one thing to do well in life it's another thing to pay for all the wellness that you do in life Mm, that's good that's good yes so for for those who are listening there's nothing wrong with having all of the beautiful things in life but at the same time there must be a balance of what's truly important and so for me as I started to think about this word simplify I began to decrease everything Mm -hmm. and then eventually sold that home We built that home six or seven years earlier. We sold it three years later and still unclear. But the day I drove out of that, it took me two and a half weeks to move out of this house. Oh, wow. Okay? Mm -hmm. Because it was so much stuff and so many things. What do you do with it? And I was downsizing to a space that was probably one third of it. And I was trying to figure out what is going on. And I remember when I drove out of the driveway, all the lights went out. That was a wrap. Mm -hmm. And I remember stopping at the gate. And as the gate began to close, I said, this was an American nightmare. Oh, wow. (laughs) It wasn't a dream because it took so much energy. It took so much time to take care of everything. And I wanted to do life differently. So in 2012, just prior to leaving that home, I went on a 40-day fast and began to seek what's the next thing, what am I to do? And it was to give my heart, to give my life to nations. Whatever you do, Anna, you serve people, and you serve them in your capacity. You are a bridge in life. You know what I mean? Anybody, I allow people to cross over me Mm -hmm. because I'm full of abundance. Wow. So I'm never in lack. 
in, in lack in any kind of way. So I can't be used. I can't be abused. Right. I cannot be taken advantage of because I know my source. Yes. I know my purpose. I yes. do these things on purpose. And so through that, I just started this journey of uh, this inward journey of continuing to serve, but in a different way, continuing to reach out and go to nations. And I began to, to develop these relationships with women around the world. I mean, these are deep, solid relationships, right? Yeah. That these are rocking chair buddies. I started going around the world collecting my rocking chair buddies. These are the women that are going to go the distance with you. These are the women that are going to be there to support you. And thank God I did that. Thank Mm. God I did it. And in 2011, I went to my first trip to Nigeria and in Nigeria, I found me rocking chair buddies, six yeah. of them. Just, you know, these women that were doing some amazing things. And so now we're in deep relationship. I know their children. I've been back and forth multiple times. Not only did I do that, but my intention was to expand this platform for other women. So I started inviting women in America to come or to go right. to these different places. And then, of course, my very best friend in life is Linda Wallace. Oh, Mama Linda. She, she, She's she so I, beautiful. We, isn't she amazing? Yes. She is one of the most incredible women I know in the world. She is such a mother of nations. She and Linda is. has been going to Africa since around 2000 trying to convince me to go. And I was like, girl, I got to stay here and handle this business. Uh You know uh what I'm saying? Yeah. And so while we were raising all that money and all that, Linda was continually going to serve. And so Linda and I reconnected. We got married. We married with our husbands, families, all of that for about 10 years. And then we reconnected. And when we reconnected, we always knew because when we met each other, some probably 10 or 15 years earlier, we were two young, you know, mid young 30s, early 30s, you know, and we would be when all you had was you've got mail Uh and AOL (laughs) and chat room. Our heart was so purposeful for women. We we would be sitting there, let's talk to these women in these chat rooms. And then we would start to dream. We're going to have these opportunities to touch women all over the world. Now, neither one of us had gone anywhere, but we were dreaming. We were imagining. We were removing the barriers. And then in 2011, we came together uh, again and started to move together and to flow together masterfully and skillfully to accomplish these amazing exploits. And I mean, Linda is amazing. She helped me. When I tell you, she helped me to mature in a way spiritually that I can't even explain Mm -hmm. from watching and journeying with her in in the intimacy of that relationship, that prayer relationship Mm -hmm. and all of those things. And so she is a counsel to me. She is in the language of that spiritual language. She is an apostle, um, a a prophet in my life, someone that has my ear that I trust implicitly to pray for me and to hear on my behalf, Yeah, you know, and I just honor her and her husband, Greg, who also is such a significant part of my life and praying and covering me as a, as a sister, as, as, I mean, you know, I got my people, girl. You do. You do. And so we continued this journey of traveling and empowering and meeting 
uh, women in nation through our one woman movement uh, that we did together. And we would go to places for one woman. We went to Uganda for one woman. We went to South Africa for one woman. We went to Ghana for one woman because these women carried this message, this voice to impact multitudes. And that's where my true heart is. Yeah. You know, and even impacting a billion, I'm always after the one because the one will lead to two, to three, to four. And uh, if we can properly support any woman or man, they can be successful. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I just want to jump in just a moment. Remind you guys, you're listening to WRUU LP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. You are listening to Courageous Conversations with Sheree, and today we have the very special privilege of having Dr. Anna McCoy on the line. Dr. McCoy, you were just speaking about downsizing. You were speaking about uh, an international trip, I think your very first to Jamaica, and the one word that you came away with was simplify, and you you actually stated, if I may quote you and borrow your words, that as you were leaving the gates and all the lights went out, that was a wrap. And it was, a, yeah. as you, what you describe, an American nightmare, hindsight yeah. being 2020, as one way of describing it. But I wonder, uh, and this is just, we had some other questions, by the way. Let me just kind of say that. I, I'm going to really try to get to it, but this thing is taking Don't on worry. a whole other life flow. of its let own. It, let it <laughs> and I do that all the time. Like, okay, this is really genuinely just a conversation. Like we're sitting in those rocking chairs, you know, we're just having sure. a conversation. So I'm going to throw this one in. We have about three minutes before I need to take a quick break. Okay, um, but perfect. let's see if we can get this question in. So, and this is just some things that was on my heart this morning as I was preparing for your interview. I was thinking I wanted to raise the thought about options over obligations. And I think it's just a perfect segue from what you were just describing about your former life. But based on your life's journey thus far, do you feel that you have to like obligation or that you get to as in privilege to do what you currently do or have done? I feel like I have options. Um, I live by a principle, the principle of now, that's needs, obligations, and wants. Mm -hmm. And I am learning to master my choice, a need versus a want. Mm -hmm. When I do that, when I'm more skillful at managing my wants, then I don't increase my obligation. Mm, Break it down and help somebody that's listening. (laughs) And help me. for, I'm telling you, for most of us, we don't, we're not conscious of a need or a want. So we overspend, we overconsume in the space of wants, and that becomes stuff. But that stuff has led us to so many obligations. And that's what I felt about having that home and, and trying to, to uh, manage all of that. Whereas now I get, I have so many more options because I've reduced my wants, I focus on needs, so therefore I diminish my obligations, which I call, which I learned from my, my mentor, Al Hollinsworth, that's called the integrity box. Mm. So if I can manage the expertise or master needs versus wants, yes versus no, then I'm going to decrease my obligations, which will keep my integrity box in order. Oh, that's so good. See, I was supposed to ask you that question because you had a ready <laughs> answer. Like immediately you just took care of business. So with that being said, we're going to take a short break and we're going to be right back with you. I want to remind you, you're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, 
WRUU.org, we are Savannah Soundings, community radio with Global Soul. The fate of the nation is at stake on November 3rd, 2020. It is your right and duty to vote on or before that day. If you are not registered, registration to vote on November 3rd is available in Georgia until October 5th. Registration and voting are simple procedures, and yet they are two of the most important acts that you can take to preserve our democracy. More information can be found at www.vote.org. Where else do you find music and talk programs like the ones you hear on WRUU? The answer is nowhere. Nowhere on the radio dial and nowhere streaming will you find radio hosts bringing you such a variety of music and talk from or about Savannah. The radio dial, of course, is so mainstream and commercial. And streaming does offer great variety, but it's not local. WRUU brings you the voices, the creativity, and the diversity that you'll only find in Savannah. No one can do WRUU like us. This is a -a one-of-a-kind independent radio station. And to keep it going strong, we need your support right now. Thank you. We need your support. All of the in-person fundraising events we normally have throughout the year have been canceled because of the coronavirus. Supporting WRUU with your financial gift is very important to us, and it's an easy thing to do. Contributing at the WRUU website, wruu.org, is so easy. We accept major credit cards for one-time donations, and for monthly gifts, we use PayPal, a trusted and convenient transfer method used for all kinds of online transactions. If you prefer to write a check and mail it in, well, you can do that too. Find the details for all of the payment methods at wruu.org. And thanks for your financial support of Savannah's best local talk radio, as voted by readers in the most recent Connect Savannah poll, WRUU 107.5 FM. And we are back with another episode of Courageous Conversations with Shri. I am your host, Shri. And on the line today, we have all the way from Austin, Texas, none other than Dr. Anna McCoy. Dr. Anna, are you still on the line? I am here. Fabulous. Very good. So we were just talking in that episode about your needs, your obligation, your wants, your yes versus your no. You are so so good at delivering value to all those that you come in contact with. And with that said, I don't want to keep them waiting. I want to continue in this conversation. And so the next question I have for you is if you uh, ask your three closest people in your circle, and you have many, what has been your impact on their humanity, their own human experience? And what do you think they would say about you? I believe they would all say joy, intention, and spirit. Mm. And they would also throw in how much of a genius I am. (laughs) (laughs) I thought she was dulling that shine today, girl. That is so true. Every single, the the people that I think about, they would just talk about how much joy, how much intention, and literally um, just, you know, how, like, I am the consummate know-it-all, you know what I mean? And I get paid to know these things, and people don't understand that. And a part of it is, I'm not just a know-it-all, but I am such a researcher, Mm -hmm. and uh, the way my head works or the way I am coded 
is I listen and then I go on these rabbit trails about all sorts of things from quantum physics to mechanical engineering to, you know, just uh, reading a poem. Do you think right? you would, would, would the word inquisitive, would that land with you properly? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think that would land with my mother very well <laughs> <laughs> to describe this daughter of hers as uh, an inquisitive. Another way my mother would describe me, I asked her at the age of 45, when yeah. I was 45, I said, Mom, you know, she and I had a conversation. I said, would you tell me who was I before the world got a hold of me? Oh, that's before such a good I question. Could remember, yeah. I could remember who I was, which my memory really only goes back to around four or five. Uh-huh. I don't remember anything before that. My mother said to me, you are that girl. And I said, what do you mean by that, Mom? She says, Anna, I have five children, and you were different. Now, the other four, you know, they're normal. But you... You came here to love, Anna, and even at the earliest age that you could recognize a person, like that you could connect with a a person, you were able to connect with people at the deepest level, Mm -hmm. even as as an infant. Mm -hmm. And Anna, you are that girl now. Mm. I know you cherish those words. I do. I do, because they are so true about me. And I recognize, Cherie, that anywhere I go in the world, I'm going to make that deep connection with humanity. Yeah. It's, I, I, that's what I'm here mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Shout out to mom for doing such an excellent job. Such an Thank excellent you job. very much. Yeah, that I, had to, I had to do that. So then oftentimes, I'm going to kind of piggyback on that last question, if I may. The way we see ourselves and the way other people see us can be different. Mm-hmm. Would you answer the question the same about yourself or would you say anything different? Oh, absolutely. I would answer that question the same. That is I am, awesome. You know, I have learned, I mean, you know, I'm over the 50 year mark and for anybody who's listening and if you're making your journey on this in, in this way, there is a, there's a point in life that you get to where you really become real with yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're able to look in the mirror or you're able to look at the eternal mirror that others provide you when they speak to you about who you are. Uh, I'm fully confident uh, as it relates to who I am because I just don't have any time to deal with any kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, I, and I don't just accept any words about me. I am the creator of I am beautiful. I am amazing. I am brilliant. I am diligent. I am able. I am the creator of that. I am a woman of character and integrity and love. I am. And so the world can only echo to me who I am. Mm. And so if you if you have an experience about Anna McCoy with someone else in the world that doesn't echo who I am, I'm not really sure because I do really I work really hard to deliver on my I am. Mm. I work hard Mm -hmm. so that there is only that echo. There is only a you are beautiful. You are amazing. You are helpful. You are loving that can come back to me. Wow, I love that that you say that so beautifully. That that yeah, that is definitely who you are. Um, 
Wow, that was like a Selah moment. That just simply means pause and pause and calmly think on that. And so, with that being said, I just came up with a whole new show for you, the Anna McCoy Experience. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny that you would say that because I actually do a conference called the Anna Experience. Oh, lovely! I didn't know that. See, wow, Mm -hmm. that's the Anna Experience. That's amazing. So, listen, you travel extensively. You, you are obviously very well accomplished and uh, one as I view as purpose driven, like what you do, you do deliberately. What drives yeah. you now to keep making your mark on the world and the people you meet? Well, what is driving me now is doing something that has been a part of my journey in life for the last, I would have to say 30 years. I would have to say 30 years that I have been, um, kind of on this journey in life of wanting to express myself through media from probably as early as, you know, my 20s. I, my first journey was to uh, Los Angeles so I could become a superstar, right? Yeah. That was 30, 30, 33 years ago. Okay. 33 years ago. Okay. And I realized because I was always an entrepreneur that I could not, I need to work. I need to get my education. I needed to take care of myself in the world. So I did try. I I was on set. I did extra work, all of those kinds of things. But I realized that I was was there by myself in California, and I needed a job, and I was not going to be sleeping with anybody to get a job. I hear you. And so I went on to get my education in business and do the things that I've done since then. But now what drives me is my... Global Media, I have AM Global Media, which is uh, part of the uh, Anna McCoy Global Ventures. I have started the Anna Live uh, show, which is a platform for promoting entrepreneurs and also to educate and enrich uh, and inspire other entrepreneurs in their entrepreneurial journey as they listen to those stories. Mm -hmm. So we've been doing that for the last uh, four months. Mm-hmm. We've already wrapped a whole season already, 13 segments. You know, I just stepped in and I said, I'm not going to do anything else other than to build and to do what I believe I'm called to do. And I believe I was born to be a communicator. So I've also, I'm launching a podcast on American Urban Radio Network, which is super radio network in out of New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they have about 50 to 60 stations around the country. Wow. Uh, they have 25 million listeners, and they've just started a new podcast division and invited me to be a part of that. So I am starting the Analyze show that's on podcast that will be launched from that platform. Uh, so I'm taking the time to really focus on the things that are super important to me about telling these stories, communicating in a way that when a person comes on Anna Live, it really is an experience yes. with Anna McCoy as a coach. Mm-hmm. We have behind the scenes, we're committed to bringing a value proposition to every single guest that as they come through this journey with us, that they are going to get the proper coaching. They're going to have a formula where they can gratitude sell and they don't feel so uncomfortable talking about themselves. What we do in pre-production is to build their credibility, to use our influence. We, and this is what's amazing as a part of our value proposition mm-hmm. is that we boost every single program we do 
on behalf of that guest in their local community. Wow. Yeah. In their local community so that it drives business, it drives interest, it drives awareness about what they do. And the other part that's really amazing for me is that, you know, we're meeting all of these amazing people. Uh, Here's an example. Mississippi. Mm -hmm. I had not been to Mississippi. I had driven through it for years when I was 18 years old. My dad took me to college from Texas to Atlanta. Right. We got to Mississippi. My dad stopped, filled the tank, Mm -hmm. and he said to me, before you cross this line going into Mississippi, I want you to fill up your tank because you might have to drive by yourself. I want your tank filled and you're never to stop in Mississippi. Really? I was like, okay. Yeah. Yes, because that whole perception. My dad was born in 1932. I see. So you see what he went through, and so he passed that on to me. And I have never stayed one single night in Mississippi until recently. Mm-hmm. And I'm 53. Yes. So I stay in Mississippi. Our producer of the Analyze show is Zero Washington, and she is a native from Mississippi, introduced me to all of these amazing young people. Right. So we ended up doing this series called Mississippi Rising, highlighting all of these young people who were born in Mississippi. And the whole idea was you got out, right? Oh, yeah. Like Oprah was born in Mississippi. There are several people that are very successful, I think, uh, actors and various people various people in hollywood but they got out right and that's that kind of perception is that you can be born in mississippi but don't you know you need to go somewhere else right Uh to make it but what i discovered about all these young people and there was probably about five or six five or six of these interviews we did and from that we're also working on through our media company Mississippi Rising as a documentary about these young people and a part of that is taking them to Ghana and to parts of Africa so that they could have another experience about who they are, what they have to give, and then encourage them to go back to Mississippi and be the leaders of this of this state and to inspire other young people who might have that impression mm-hmm. about themselves and about where they're from. And so this journey for me in Analyze has just been so amazing. We're on our way to Selma, Alabama. So if anybody's listening and they know entrepreneurs in Selma, Alabama, they can reach us on AnnaMcCoy.com. Send us a note there or Anna at AnnaMcCoy.com to reach out to them. And um, so it's taking us several places. We've just gotten an invitation to Los Angeles and Nigeria to come and interview a group of young millennial entrepreneurs that are changing the world. And wow. so that's where this has brought me to this moment of 33 years ago, pursuing that hope, pursuing that desire to be in media because I felt like I was born to communicate. Wow. Right? Yeah. But my circumstances required that I educate myself, I take care of myself, I go to school, and then life started rolling, then you get married, and on and on and on, right? Right, right. So now I've come full circle, like you're saying, is that now coming out of this space, you end up on these in these places that you never really thought. Uh-huh. And Correct. for me, this season of my life is to support um, the purposes that I've been born for, and also with our new media company, Am Global Media, is to use myself as my first client before I serve others. Mm-hmm. That's right. I, I totally get that. And I think you're more effective when you do. It, yes. it makes you a greater connector, if you will, because then you yes. can be, 
you know, so open and transparent with people that they immediately connect. It's so relevant. Yeah. It immediately connects. I want to yeah. remind you, you're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. And this is another Courageous Conversations with Sheree and the very special Dr. Anna McCoy. We have like 15 minutes left in the hour. It is just zooming past. So we're going to shift this conversation a bit if it's all right with you. You were just Mm -hmm. touching on entrepreneurship. And so I want to really, really talk to that. Our certainly the marketplace has changed. The environment has changed. The career paths of our uh, next generation has changed. For you, Dr. McCord, what would you say to speak to the current entrepreneur climate for women and uh, millennials specifically? How would you describe that globally on a global platform? You know, one of, and thank you so much for asking that question because I think it's really important, primarily, primarily because, you know, we have, you know, the millennial generation is between about 20 and 40, mm-hmm. right? And we're consistently hearing this word millennial. We're hearing about personalities. We're hearing about attitudes. And sometimes there's a lot of conflict between the generations. One of the things that I found and I'm learning about them is that I think they're just simply coded not to do things the way we did them. Mm-hmm. We were coded, and I'm starting to understand, I was coded differently to not do things the way my parents did them, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Can you imagine if we would have thought the same way that our parents That thought? they did. Yeah, I do get it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I just got stuck on not going to Mississippi because it just came to me. Right. Right? But right. That's what my father said. But right. now that it's come to me, now I'm I'm thinking differently. But when I think about the climate for millennials globally... You can see it. You can see it through Facebook, through social media. They are earning money differently because it's not traditional. Now, many of them are in traditional roles, but because I believe the climate is changing, the uh, socioeconomic levels are changing or can change because there are new ways of creating opportunity. There are new ways of converting talent, skills, and abilities into opportunities of value. And we've seen it over and over again. It started with, well, we started kind of with YouTube, right? Right. We started, we have Uber. We have. Oh, God, uh, so much. Yes. All of the, we have a share economy. And to simplify this as much as possible for people, when they think about this millennial audience, you know, the generation below them is zero to 20. Okay. So they're just kind of making their way. They're coded with. Uh, technology is going to be a part of their bodies at, at some point. You know, it's going to be a part of who they are, that zero to 20. But 20 to 40 right now, they live in a share economy. They think in a shared economy. For example, the Ubers of the world, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uber came up with an idea based on something that already existed, but created a superior system out of sharing. Right. And what they did is they created an opportunity out of excess mm-hmm. that there's too much of something and the inventory is already here, but it's not in use. Right. So even as you're thinking about a business model or these millennials are consistently uh, thinking about ways to maximize excess, mm-hmm. you know, and that means if I can use my customer's assets, Right then share with them a portion of the potential revenue, then I've invited them into this shared economy. And so when you think about Uber, Uber 
created a technology that followed an automobile in different places, Mm -hmm. created a system that allowed an average person, just a normal person with a car that met a certain requirement, now to become a driver. Mm -hmm. The car was always there, but what I love about this Uber model is that they don't use their assets. They use the assets of those they invite into their shared economy. Exactly, yeah. Okay, now, if you take that, then it, it, it spawned into things like DoorDash. You know, here's additional inventory, people with cars, people with automobiles. Now it's uh, turning into where you have medication delivery. You have uh, children being taken to and fro from school, you know, in a shared economy, yes. using that excess. Mm-hmm. And so I think when I think about how are we going to continue to advance? We are going to have to consider this shared economy. Mm-hmm. Anything we do, is there a possible way that I can use the assets of someone else and then share a bit of that revenue and we all win? Yes. And that's, and that's what, what I Yes. Do. That yeah. win-win. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is, that's phenomenal. I think you just hit it right on the head. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And it is a brilliant um, model that they did create. Oh, absolutely. And there are multiple models that are that are spawning, that are growing from that. Many times we innovate. To innovate means to think differently. Mm-hmm. It doesn't invention means to come up come up with something that has never been something seen new before. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But you can take a current invention mm-hmm. and innovate and think differently about it and then you can add value to it. Yeah, leverage. So yeah. I think Not reinventing the wheel, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, build a better mousetrap, but it's still a mousetrap. Exactly. So the the initiating idea still remains the same, just like Uber and TaxiCab, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm, They had mm -hmm. been here for generations, and then now Uber is a noun no longer describing something. It's like, I'm going to Uber this, you know, I got this Uber model. It feels like a celebration in some sense, you know? Yes. It does. It's evolving. Yes. And I think as, as entrepreneurs, as individuals, and I think when bridging this gap between the millennials and the baby boomers, the baby boomers have to become even more open to inviting those shared economy and that shared thinking into their world. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's really, I'm, really good. I mean, Cherie, when you think about this shared economy, it's even in when we think about relationships, we yes. think about how millennials are divorcing. Yes. They're still living in the same house. Why? They're living in the same house. They're raising their children, but they're divorced. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they understand a shared economy. Right. That, look, this is our house. Everybody's got to have a place to live. You're going to have to help me take care of these kids. Now, you're going to do your thing. I'm going <laughs> to do my thing. But we're going to stay here and put the line in between or no line at all. Right, right. And we're just going to understand that relationships, they end. Yeah. The contract ends. But even that, they're not doing the way our generation and the generations before us did it with such anger, such disappointment, such, you know, retaliation. Hostility, right? Yeah. Shifting that to saying we can be together differently. We mm-hmm. can support each other and our children for the highest good, and we can do it uh, in an amenable fashion. We can separate these things and we can support each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're doing it different because they're wired differently. Yeah, yeah. It just makes sense. I mean, really, at the end of the day, it's just not worth all the turmoil on anyone. 
Yes, yeah. I agree. That's cool. That is cool. So listen, you're just speaking about how fast-paced that this yeah. world is and how it's changing like at a rapid speed and how even our millennials are really teaching us in some sense how to adapt, how to adjust, how to just make better choices. And the fact that you have another choice, like we don't always have to fall default to the way uh, the generations before us did things. And that is, I think, to be commended of them. But you are an entrepreneur yourself and an investor and have invested in several startups as well as the uh, late stage investor in, in the Lime. How do yes, you make? Lime. Go yeah. ahead. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to ask, how do you make your investment decisions if someone is just curious listening? Well, it's really interesting. A lot of this, first of all, a lot of it is your gut, your emotional uh, intelligence about things. You know, am I connected to this? Is this an opportunity that is going to really, is it going to be around in three years? Is mm-hmm. it going to evolve in three years? Will it make impact? in three years, and how does this emotionally impact the customer who receives it? Mm-hmm. That's the first part, is that I'm trying to make that connection personally. Mm-hmm. Do I even like these people? Because <laughs> the one thing that I want to do and that I will not uh, compromise on at this point in my life is working with people that I don't like. Uh-huh. I'm not doing it. Yeah, uh, That's on my T-shirt. I'm not doing that. Uh-huh. Okay? Uh-huh. No like and trust it, factor, it, right? No, it's it's trust, but it's also likability. Okay. And trust yourself. If you don't like them, something's going to show up later. Oh, Lord. Hey, I just quoted uh, Dr. Maya Angelou this morning. uh, When people tell you who they are, believe them. They tell you the first time, believe them. Otherwise, it'll save you a lot of headache. Yes, it will. Because you already see the signs. Like, you already know something's not kosher with this one. (laughs) some, Some of the best deals you were ever do in life is the one you don't do. Oh, girl, that's so good. I'm telling you, you're going to remember that, and you're going to say, thank God I didn't do it. And so when I think about investing, the next thing is that you want to have that that gut feeling. And all these investments, they don't work. Um, What I do know about people, I would say don't invest in somebody that is desperate. Mm. And no matter how great the deal looks. Okay, no matter how great that deal looks, because people will agree to things out of desperation that they never have intention to fulfilling. Mm, mm, mm. They don't have the integrity, Mm -mm. nor the character, nor the capacity to really deliver on their yes. Now, that's huge, the capacity, too. We speak Mm -hmm. about character and integrity a lot. But the capacity is huge, too. Like if yes. you can only handle a little bit of this, and, but you're selling me or trying to, you know, present a larger picture. And at the end of the day, you can't handle it. Yeah, that's a loss. That's a waste. Yes. It's not so, a good investment. No, it isn't. Because at the end of the day, you're held holding that investment space. Wow. Right. And, it, you know, uh, it seems like we're talking about entrepreneurship. But it also yes. seems like we're talking about other areas of just life, period. It's it, it, it is multifaceted. It's, it's amazing. So I just want them to just be open minded as they're listening. Yeah. Dr. McCor, we're down to two minutes, sweetheart. And I got to have you let these people know how they can get in touch with you. Would sure. you give them your contact information, email, website, whatever you like to share? Yes. You can find me at AnnaMcCoy.com. You can also follow me at Dr. Anna McCoy 
on Facebook and Coach Anna on Instagram to get those daily stories from me and experiences or, or at least travel around with me throughout the world. Um, but I'd love to hear from you if you're an entrepreneur, you want, you want to be on the show. Uh, love to, to talk to you about that. You can go to AnnaMcCoy.com, fill out the contact, or you can DM me on any of the social media uh, platforms. Very good. Now, I'm going to yield this last two minutes for you. Actually, okay. a minute now. <laughs> we just lost one. What do you want to okay. say? Just one last word to our yeah. listening audience. I think I would like to share with this listening audience a part of that last question that you asked me was about the new entrepreneur mindset. And I want to, I want to just encourage you when you think about this, it's not that you are a new entrepreneur, it is a mindset. And so here's, I'm going to maybe share just two or three. Mm -hmm. First one is that you must have a producer mindset. The producer mindset is one that recognizes that he or she is a contributor to the world and that you are committed to converting your talents, your abilities, and your giftings to opportunities of value. The second part of that is have an abundance mindset. Abundance is your exceptional ability to see the fullness in the depth of who you are and what you have to offer. You will never lack if you will accept and embrace an abundance mindset. And then the third thing I want to leave you with is having a growth mindset. Mm. A growth mindset does not limit one's capacity to what it knows, but rather pushes oneself beyond the limits of knowledge to the expression of there is even more. Mm. Thank you. Mm. 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 And with that, (laughs) Savannah, that is a wrap. I'm going to borrow from Dr. Anna's words. Sweetheart, thank you so much for taking this time and gifting us with this opportunity to get to know you, the work that you're doing. Great blessings on your journey as you continue to make an impact all over the globe. Thank you so much for being with us. And that is another episode of Courageous Conversations with Sheree. I am your host again, Sheree Jerry, and we will talk to you again next Thursday. We want to close out by reminding you that the viewpoints expressed in the preceding program were not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. Thank you so much, Dr. Anna. Look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thanks for having me.